marriage is hard as shit. Welcome to Not the Worst Marriage Podcast. Um, I've been I've been sitting here for like ten minutes waiting for you to get ready. You're a damn liar. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You're absolutely lying right now. Welcome to the show, not the worst marriage podcast, episode nine. Episode only, nine. Only one more before before the big one. Before the reason why we started before this podcast. The, yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, so episode nine. Welcome everybody. Uh, today we're talking about. ADHD. I'm, I'm Sterling. This is Sarah. I was gonna get there. I was telling them what the episode was. God, you said you were going to let me do the intro. That's what you said. Fine. Go ahead. Okay. Episode nine is ADHD and depression. And the person who was just talking is Sterling. I'm married to him, unfortunately. And he is blessed with me as a wife. And that's pretty much the podcast in a nutshell. There you go. I will not argue those facts. No. I don't think anybody would. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. So this one, this episode is about mental health. And then next week, well, not next week, we'll release in a couple days. But episode 10 is the big one. It's the infidelity episode. So if you're not caught up on all, all, all the episodes, we recommend that you do. But that episode is pretty much why we started the podcast. So you don't want to miss that one. It's going to yeah. be a long one. We cheated on each other and we're still married. Yeah, there you go. And it's not impossible. So go ahead. ADHD. Now. ADHD. Okay. What's well, up? Back to the topic. <laughs> so, well, we haven't done an intro of ourselves in a minute. So we've been married for almost 15 years. We are high school sweethearts. Sterling is my first boyfriend. He had other hoes before me, but that's fine. I was only 11. Um, and she wasn't. We <laughs> by the way, don't call the cops. And is my I'm memory short? Didn't we just do this a couple episodes ago? Reintroduce ourselves. Well, not really, but I feel like we should do it more often. Oh, okay. No? I no, don't that's know. Fine. Just yeah. let me do the intro. Fuck. Okay. Anything else to add? No. Don't look at the time. You know, when I talk, you look at the timer, it really makes me mad. <laughs> it really makes her mad when we do when I do it in our private life. He when? You that's that was a general rule. Oh. Not just not just that there's a timer in front of us. I'm just checking my Apple Watch, baby. Yeah, okay, whatever. The one you're not wearing. Um, so, so we've been up, married. We, shut the fuck up. So we've been married for too long, and with three kids, um, and we started a podcast because joint Facebook accounts are stupid. <laughs> yeah, so we, we're like, we'll we're not one of either. those losers with a joint Facebook account. We're gonna have a marriage podcast instead. Um, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that's us. Um, so we're gonna start with we're gonna start with ADHD. So episodes going that direction. Yeah, if you can't tell, I have it. But this whole episode is about mental health. And the two big ways that we've dealt with mental health in our marriage is my ADHD and your depression. So we were just going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. It's going to be super fun and not depressing. I'm already depressed. I know. I'm already depressed hearing about it. I'm going to talk about feelings. (laughs) This is an uncomfortable road for you. It is. It is uncomfortable. I'm not very comfortable with feelings. Okay, so ADHD. I have had ADHD since I was a kid, but I wasn't diagnosed until I wasn't officially diagnosed until like five, six years ago. So my late twenties. Right. And I wasn't even, I was diagnosed because I figured it out or we figured it out. No. Yeah. It was like over like a period of like a, 
a year and a half, two years. Like it was like, right. You read a couple articles. There's some things that came up. There was issues in our marriage that came up. Like, well, um, there were just some, like I heard some symptoms and I was all, that is way too close for comfort. Like there's no fucking way that anybody else deals with that. Exactly. Right. So we went to our family doctor and you were like, because we did our physicals together. I think you even have a picture of him cupping my, cupping my balls. Was it that physical? I think it was. For yeah, for our jobs, we we worked at this with for the same company, and so we had to have annual physicals. So we went together. And and you were like, "Hey, I think I might have ADHD." He's like, "Okay, let me get my questionnaire out." Yeah. And he did you do this? He, do you do he this? like goes out and he comes back with this whole clipboard, right? And he just starts asking you questions, and like halfway down the list, like fifteen questions in he just looks up like yeah for sure holy shit yeah <laughs> he's like yeah you're fucked i'm sitting behind there going yeah uh-huh uh-huh oh i ew. could i could do the quiz for you you could have done the quiz for me well i think um when in the beginning when we were still trying to figure it out and kind of understanding what it was because what i mean prior to realizing that i have it i had a very very negative view of what adhd was and that it was only there was a stigma around it for me personally that it was just, you know, people who are less intelligent and they are hyperactive and. Oh, I definitely had, I thought it, I'll say this. I thought it was early in my twenties and or in my teen, late teens and stuff. I thought ADHD was a scapegoat. I thought it was bullshit. True. I didn't have this mindset when you were diagnosed. I, by this right. time I was like, well, I realized what it was. You had years. You had years of experience. <laughs> I got some scars on the battlefield of ADHD. You'd been hurt. I've been hurt. You'd been hurt a lot. I've been by affected. It. You had very much been affected by it. But um, I was sympathetic towards it when you got diagnosed. I was like, No, oh, yeah, you were great. A lot of light bulbs went off in both of our heads. Going, yeah. A lot of stuff makes more more sense now. Right. Looking back through that filter. Oh, so much stuff makes sense. And I'll be honest, this, and I've said this before, how much I hate transparency and being open and let's talk about our feelings. I hate that shit, but I will be honest. When um, I got diagnosed, I was devastated. Devastated. I sobbed. I know. I felt so sorry for you because me, I was at peace. I felt sorry for me too. For me, it was a peaceful thing for me going, oh my gosh, this explains a lot. Yeah. Like, and I was like, I, I, I owe you an apology. Right. Like, holy shit. Like, like these, this, yeah, like, it, it was, was, it was for difficult, me, but like I had a piece about it going, this explains so much. I had a piece about it, but it still hurt. Yeah. It, it still, it still hurt. It was just too much. I don't know. It was a lot to deal with at first. Um, and so there's three, basically three different kinds of ADHD. There's inattentive, um, hyperactive, and then a combination of both. I, have more of the inattentive symptoms and usually girls do and a lot of girls and women go undiagnosed because they don't have the hyperactive side of it that you know they they can't stay still they interrupt they're impulsive they are risky they you know are are prone to addiction that those are some of the symptoms of ADHD um of, of that particular type and so a lot of times women go undiagnosed and and what well, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> I had a point there. You were not paying attention to yourself? That is a symptom. <laughs> like, so my so my symptoms specifically, a lot of people have asked me now that I started talking more openly about it like on Instagram. Um 
my symptoms are like disorganization, poor time management, but that has gotten a lot better. My time management has gotten a lot better. I don't run, I don't run late like I used to at all. Right. That was a pause and I'm a little offended by your face I mean, right there's now. there's an asterisk next to that, but that's fine. Has it gotten better or has it not gotten better? I didn't say it's great. I didn't say it's par. I said, has it gotten better? Every time I need you to be on time, it does not. That is such fucking bullshit. When was the last <laughs> time I was late for something you needed? We were late to the family birthday party for Madeline on Sunday. Why were we late? <laughs> we were supposed because to be your daughter. O'clock. No, no. <laughs> we weren't supposed to be there at five. We were supposed to be there at six. It's like two family birthday parties to get in a row. We were late to. No, we were not late to this one. We were on time. I'm offended. I need you. Okay. Has my time management gotten better? Yes, it it's gotten better. Thank you. Jesus. Progress is progress. Just can't. I'm such an asshole. You're I'm such a joking. dick, dude. Oh, I can't wait to just tear into you when you talk about your depression. I'm going to make so much fun of you. Um, God, I love you. My. <laughs> oh, yeah, just wait till you start crying about your depression. I'm going to really, really let, dig just into pour you. in, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll drink to that. There you go. Uh, so poor time management, but that's gotten a lot better ability to stay on task. That is, Man. that'll never get better. I am. I, I refuse to fight that battle. It just, I mean, I try, I do my best. And when I fail, I'm just like, fuck it. And this is just who I am. It's like my hair color is Brown. I can't not make it Brown through will. <laughs> right. Reprioritizing new information. So this is a, this is a, pretty standard inattentive uh, ADHD symptom in that if you were to give me, if I had already prioritized, let's say a list of tasks and you were to give me new ones and that fucked up my prioritization list and I had to sort of rearrange things, that's very difficult for me to do. Very difficult. And are you going to talk about an example on this or are you moving on to the next point? Um, I mean, it just kind of ties into it. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say something that Early in our marriage, your mom used to always say to us, "Oh, yeah, I was going to say this," and and I was like, "Holy shit, this is so true!" Is beer when I could ask you to do one or two things? Yep. But if I said a third thing, Mental nothing breakdown. got nothing got done. Nothing got done. No. And your mom, I'm was, still that way. And we were having family dinner one time, and your mom was like, "Oh yeah, when Sarah was a kid, I would ask her to do one thing or two things. But if I asked her to do that third thing, she was like." Nothing would get done. It, all hell would break loose. Yes. And I was like, holy shit. And then when we read about this, I was, I, yes. I was blown away. Well, another reason why it was really difficult when I got diagnosed, because like, yeah, it gave me a lot of peace. But because I went so long, obviously all throughout my childhood, I, we didn't know. You know, I didn't know. My parents didn't know. And then through the bulk of our marriage, we didn't know. And so I was always demonized for my symptoms and oh, it, absolutely. they weren't looked at as symptoms of something that I couldn't control. It was, I was looked at as lazy. I was looked at like I didn't care. Um, yeah, I they constantly, did. they didn't care one that sends me over the edge that yeah, that's a fucking button because you'd be like, I just need you to do this one thing and, and prioritizing things. Well, um, no, because if I didn't get something done, other people that were close to you as you didn't care. Yes. Well, and here's the thing about people with, when you have ADHD, the things that interest you or the things that you um, not necessarily just care about, because there's lots of things that I care about that I would not be able to follow through on, but the things that really grab my attention, I'm able to do those things. That's just the way that my brain works. It just, my brain gravitates towards that. And then it's like calm waters. 
on something that I am focused on doing or that grabs my attention. So if it's something that doesn't for whatever reason, um, and I don't, I'm not able to follow through, it's instantly looked at like I don't care. And that sucks because not caring is, wasn't even in the equation. It had nothing to do with me not right, caring. Right, but coming from the person that's dealing with, with the person is like, right. this thing's the most important thing. The other right. things, why are you doing the things that aren't important? You did the secondary thing and you didn't do the, so you didn't prioritize it right. Right. You didn't care about it in the correct, appropriate manner. Yes. Is the way that I, my brain saw it. To so I thought, an outsider, I took it yeah. like, like what, what? it's almost like you're doing it on fucking purpose. Like, right. You have to do this one thing. If you get anything done today, do this one thing. Oh. And that one thing wouldn't get done. Even hearing you say it, like, even hearing it you say that, it would frustrate the my fuck out of me. Blood pressure. Because yeah. we don't talk, talk like that anymore today. Like, that, no, that's not how we communicate now. No, but there would be times where I would leave the house and be like, I need you to get this one thing done today. Mm-hmm. And I'd come back and I was like, Hey, did you get that done? And I was like, Oh shit. Ask, mm-hmm. ask me in five minutes. And I, I mean, I still say ask me in five minutes. But <laughs> ask me again in five minutes. And I run again. off. <laughs> and you run up and do it. <laughs> oh, there'd be so many times where I would hear you like pull into the, um, like, Oh shit. The driveway. And I would fucking book it so fast. I'd be like, Oh man, he's going to be mad at me. But then I'm but like, it sucked that it, that was a terrible way to live. It was awful. But from my perspective, I'm going, like yeah you're all what are you stupid what you were a stay-at-home mom like you had all fucking day like the kid oh. naps for two hours i'll smack you right no well, i'm not just no i that. know but like i would look at it and be like hey baby like we had all you had all day to do this like right like why didn't you get it done and and that would be and so difficult be like, i i wouldn't have an answer because i didn't know i'm like i, you I s- don't know and that's what that would frustrate the hell out of me being married to you is you would and that's what you would always say i don't know and it's because right. I don't think you didn't understand why you didn't get it done. No, I couldn't even begin to. You couldn't uh, justify it. You couldn't. Well, and that's uh, the other thing is that it, it always felt like, and even with my parents as a kid, and I didn't really get in trouble much as a kid at all, but the times that I did and when it was a result of, you know, a symptom, there was always that like, why? Like explain yourself. And I never could. And I think it always just came off like I was lying. Or like yeah. I wasn't saying something or like I just, you know, and it was just always looked at at so in just the wrong light. Right. And part of me was like, well, just tell me like, oh, I fucked off and watched TV all day and, and I forgot. Like, right. I would have been like, OK, cool. but that was never the case. That's the exactly. thing is like in, in. But that's what I wanted to hear. I'd rather hear. Right. I would rather hear. Eh, I fucked off all day and I just I didn't get to it. Well, and that was, then I'd be like, OK, that's I, I can rec- I can recognize that i can like yeah well and here's the thing about i can't resonate with i don't know why he didn't get it done well and here's the thing is that it's um the i don't know why is it would be difficult because i wouldn't have i uh, what i understood was a good enough answer to obviously somebody who didn't think the way that i thought and i thought that that was just me like i was just broken um was and it's still hard for me to uh justify this to myself today is actively trying to get something done and still not being able to do it. That yeah. is more defeating than I think I, I, than anything in my entire life is literally waking up in the morning and going, I'm going to get X, Y, Z done. And instead I get a through, you know, M done. I know. And I can tell, I can tell when you have those days and they, su- and they I hate suck. them. And I hate them. I'm like, I just want to give you a big hug because it's they're I terrible tell at the end of the day like you're just done but like you're not done because mentally you like you you can't shut off 
Yeah. And it's, I, I'm like, baby. And I, yeah, I it feel sucks. for you. I feel for you when that happens. So, I but you've gotten better with that. You've been, I've gotten a lot better. Been, you've been ma- managing that. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, out of the 30, almost 33 years I've had this, I have like two of semi managed. I'm just trying to give you encouragement. Years. Like, you're doing, no, I know. You're I'm getting, getting no, I'm saying I'm, I'm getting better. And I mean, better to me is at least something (laughs) but another big symptom of mine is getting um i get overwhelmed yes so with and that is a big hindrance if i'm overwhelmed nothing will get done and that overwhelmed feeling is not something that you can just like suck it up i can't it's impossible sometimes i can most of the time when i truly get overwhelmed um i can't suck it up it's just it it literally feels like i'm you know, running up a down escalator and, and I'm trying to up. get there. And then eventually I just walking slower and slower. And I know that it's just never going to happen as hard as I work. That's exactly what it feels like, man, that that's, I, I it's that. terrible. There's some really, don't get me wrong I, now as an adult. And now that I understand it more, I genuinely look at, cause I've done a lot, a lot of reading and self-awareness and, self-discovery and all of that shit because nobody wants to understand this more than I do. I forgot what my point was. Again? <laughs> we're going to have to re- rewind I that told one. you. <laughs> no, we're not going to rewind it. Oh, man. If you guys knew how many of those moments I have to edit out of <laughs> all of our podcasts. What was I saying? Now I don't know. Now I, now See, I, are now you I, even now, paying attention? No, but I was saying in our marriage, like how has it affected us um, yes. When it when it comes to that, what being overwhelmed? Yeah, being overwhelmed. Uh huh. When I see that you're overwhelmed, like I try to take things off of you, and yeah. then I'll then I'll like repeat, "Hey, well, I'll do I'll do this, I'll do that." Yes. But then you start to feel guilty because I'm starting to do some of those tasks, and oh. then oh, the it, guilt, it, and, oh. and that's what like. So there's been times where over the past couple of years that we've, we've been dealing with this, I've tried to come in and be like. Hey, I know you're feeling feeling overwhelmed. Yeah, and I think our our communication as of late has been better. But yes, like at first I was like, "Hey, I'll do this, this, and this," and I was very task oriented. I was like, "I'll do this, right. I'll do this, I'll do this." I just made, I just took all this off your plate. Fucking cheer up, Buttercup. And you were like, "And it doesn't help." And it doesn't fucking help. It doesn't. And it's that terrible. Was, that was hard for me as a husband going. I just took all this off your plate. Like I'll do, I'll take the kids to practice. I'll um, pay this bill or I'll, yeah. you know, you know, go pick up your mom from the airport. Right. Because, so you don't have to do it. Right. And, and then you were, then I'd come home and you would still have the same type of attitude or like you were down or because you were feeling overwhelmed. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, Hey, look what I, all I did for you. Yeah. And I wasn't realizing that now you also felt guilty that I did it for you. Yes. And that that was also that's also part of this. Yeah, because oh, the guilt is a huge part of it. I think I remembered my point was that there are a lot of really dark parts of ADHD, a lot of them. I don't necessarily struggle with the depression and anxiety and and I and I think this is probably why I didn't know it for a long time, even though technically ADHD is a mental health disorder and I fucking hate that. Even admitting that is a big deal for me. But why? I hate it. I, yeah. Why? Like, I... I don't... I don't know. I, I don't even fully understand. Well, I, that just We're going to talk me. about my mental health and my disorder. Like, I... You're I'm, fucked up, though. I'm okay with being <laughs> fucked up. Like... I'm not. Everybody's fucked up. Everybody. No, I know. No, everybody I know. on the planet. Every I single person. I know. 
Like the person listening to right now, hey, guess what? You're fucked up. You're a fucked up person. So there's a lot of really dark parts of ADHD. But now that I have, now that I know that I have it and have been able to understand not just what symptoms I have, but how they sort of show up in my life. I now realize that ADHD is probably one of the best parts about me. Right. Which is why when I take my ADHD medication, I don't like it because it kind of dulls me a little yeah, bit. It, numbs you it a makes little bit. me a normie. There's some major strengths in ADHD. Major strengths. Some of my, I would, I'm trying to think of a strength of mine that isn't related to my ADHD. Like, I don't think there is. Your humor, your creativity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. your wittiness, your quickness, mm-hmm. like, um, your fucking ruthlessness. I don't know. Right. And like, all of those things in some way or another are tied to my symptoms. It's the way that my brain works. Yeah, definitely. And when you're on, like when you do take any of any medication, like you, you've said to me in the past that you're like, it feels like that part of my brain kind of shuts off or like, it, I do, it, I feel like, it, it's I do difficult. feel like a different person, like even being crea- creative, you're more creative when you're, you're, you're so creative as a person, like mm-hmm. out outside of like everything you do, like you're, you're just fucking funny. You're a good storyteller. Like Thanks, you man. like to create things like th- that's what you yeah. are. Um, and you feel like when you take some medication, you're not. So th- does that make you feel like sad at all? Like about, it d- so I, do you want to hold on to those strengths when you have ADHD? Of course I do. I don't want to relinquish those those parts of me because ultimately if I had to choose, if I had to choose between all of those good parts of me, all those strengths that you just mentioned and being able to be on time and finish a task and be organized, I 100% would pick my natural strengths. Fuck it. I'll just all constantly have overdraft fees and constantly have to pay extra. Like I am I like that part about me enough. Then why take pills? Well, so originally, so now I take Adderall. I just got back on Adderall. I've been on Adderall for what, like three weeks? Yeah, a little longer. Um, maybe four. Huh? Yeah. Like what, since what July. What did you just mouth to me? <laughs> Jul- <I'm> saying, since, <laughs> since, since mid-July, so it's almost two months. No, I've only had one prescription. I have a one-month prescription. I'm not even done with it. Oh, no, because you had to take the Tova test. That's right. We had our first. Yes. That's right. Oh, I, I take that fucking Tova test. Oh, shit. Yeah, you don't know. It, it oh, is I should tell about it. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like three, maybe four. Because maybe they gave you a total four. test and then when you showed up and they're like, we can't give it to you. You can't have we it. We- so I, when I was originally diagnosed, I decided to go on Adderall. My doctor recommended it and I was like, cool. I don't know if there were other options at the time, but I didn't know about them. So I went on Adderall and it was nice, except I hadn't, I still didn't really understand my symptoms yet. And I didn't have, or wasn't working towards any like um, practical ways of managing my symptoms. So I was just relying on my medication and because I had never taken it before that really dulled me a lot. And so I took it for a few months, but month, I think you took it for like over a year. Maybe it was a year. Like I think almost 18 months. Oh, yeah, because I used to get three months prescription at a time, right. remember? Yeah. Okay, that's right. So let's call it 18 months, sure. But eventually I wanted to get off of it because I just I was so aware of how different I was. And to me, it wasn't worth it. We got in fights. We got in like... We got, well, we really got in fights. And, and this sucked, I think, for both of us because you, on your end, you were like, I want you to stay on the medication because it helps manage your symptoms. 
because your symptoms make my life harder. And my symptoms did make your life very hard. A lot. Oh, it made I, our relationship hard. I, I tried to like sugarcoat it, but no, it fucking sucks. Yeah, I mean, now you don't have to, but genuinely, I think had my had my ADHD never been diagnosed, we it, it would have destroyed our marriage. Yeah. Yeah. I, 100% I, like, it would have. There was, there was some times where I, I was at my wits end because yeah. I, I just didn't understand. Yeah. And having a little bit of understanding just goes so goes, long. Goes a goes long just way. Just a little bit of understanding. Just a little just bit. Just a little. Just to go, okay, I get that. Like I right. get you not paying the bill, even though I reminded you 15 times not to pay the bill. Like, well, like, now I'm better. I, really, I can ask you for help is when I know that I'm like, exactly. Now, if I'm now, drowning in a symptom, I can, we communicate so much better. Though. Yeah. I it's, can say like, I need, I just, I can't get that done. Like, and there's other times I'll go, Hey, do you need help with this? Right. And, and I'm I'll, all, yeah, I do. And you're like, okay. Or I said, Hey, will it help you if I do this? That's the way I phrase a lot, some things. Yes. And, and you'll go, Oh my gosh. Yes. Because also, I try to be a little bit more reassuring and go, mm-hmm. hey, it's not a burden for me. Like, I'll take this on. on. I really yeah. want to help you out in this area. Right. And when I when, when it's communicated that way, I think it helps a little bit more. Oh, it helps it has a lot. In the, past, in the past couple of years to get a better grasp on these things. Well, and why it was so difficult in the beginning parts of our marriage, because, you know, I would fuck up in some way and you would rightly ask for an explanation and I wouldn't have one. And then a big part of this was having to take responsibility for my actions because genuinely like my symptoms don't feel like my responsibility in a way. Right. Oh, and that was another thing that you, you would say I always, it's not my fault. You would, I would, you would, you would volunteer to do things or you would say it was your responsibility to do, to do things and you mm-hmm. wouldn't get done. Mm-hmm. And then you would say, it's not my fault. And I was yeah. like, who, Whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? Oh like, my gosh. And that just felt terrible. And you're like, I was like, just, just fuck it. I'll take fault. Like when I fuck up, I'll fuck up. Right. And I was like, you can't even admit that you're fucking up. And you're, right. Because you didn't, you didn't understand because it. Because it doesn't, but, but it, because it doesn't feel that way. Right. Like it's different if I make a poor decision, like I don't get a hangover and then be like, no, oh, it's not my fault. I'm hungover. Like, no, I'm the one who drank that much. I'm, I'm hungover. But when it's something like how I said to, try so hard to get something done and then for it to not happen be like it's not my fault there was nothing else I could have done to have made that happen and so it was and it still kind of is difficult to take responsibility I mean now I I let myself off the hook a little more and I tried just to not get into those situations but that put a lot of stress on our on our relationship and it that was difficult for me as a kid because my parents would do the same thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I always as a kid I would say it's not my fault. And they're like yes yes it is your fault. Right. And that felt very very lonely. Very lonely. Cuz I was just be like people just don't understand. So, nobody nobody understands how I feel. So how do you feel being on uh, medication the past couple months? Um, with a different with like a better understanding. I like it a lot more now. So the first the first few days were fucking rough. I yeah, cried they, yeah, they were. for like three days. That was really difficult. I wasn't ready for severe panic attacks my first couple of days going on it. That Thankfully, that leveled out. And I, I think my body just got used to it. And I also lowered my dose a little bit. Because it's kind of, you know, you kind of just have to figure out what works right. for you. So now I, now I like it. Now I feel like we found the right combination. And I think that I'm in a better place to be on the medication. Whereas I don't think I was quite ready for it. At least not Adderall. I think it helps that we're, we're both mindful of it. 
too. Because yes. the first couple of days I was like, oh, okay, I need to give you a little bit of space or I need to like, hey, give <laughs> so you a little bit of you. grace. Yeah. Like, You're all, like, what do I do? You're crying. Like, <laughs> oh, she sent me a couple text messages. I was like, the world's falling apart. And I'm like, I'm at work right now. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I sent you some DEF CON 5. <laughs> you sent me some text messages. I was like, what the fuck? Like, Girl, do I need to send a well check out to the house? I was like, what did I do wrong? And I was yeah. like, oh no, this is, this is part of that. And yeah. You're all, oh, okay. Okay. Like, I'll be supportive. A big thing too about ADHD is shame. And a lot of people I've talked to recently, and even like now I'm in a Facebook group of, <laughs> so I'm in a Facebook group for ADHD adults and it makes me feel great about myself because these people are fucked up <laughs> and they're so I mean, supportive like, they're very supportive i don't i don't rag on them but i'm like holy shit i haven't like totaled three cars some of these people some of these people make some f- I mean, fucked you up did back out of the driveway and hit a car because you didn't look behind you <laughs> okay but that's an <laughs> you're just talking shit that and you absolutely did happen that before you were on Adderall. What? I did not total a car. I, I didn't see I, you total it, but you backed out of a drive when you hit a car. Have you ever been in a car accident? In our marriage? No. Oh, so you're telling me the front of your truck isn't bent because oh, you hit because, something? Because you pulled too close up to something? No, that's different than backing out of a driveway and okay, hitting for the a record, Honda and having an insurance We claim. lived, we we lived a, on we, a curved street and she was speeding. Ugh. And I also didn't look. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I also the didn't look at my fucking here. truck. I'm just saying, you're talking a lot of shit. I have not that, been hey, in a hey, car accident in I, our marriage. Okay, well, I... I did wreck an ATV, though. Oh, see? There you go. So, so hey, fuck you. Hey, and oh, you, I t- I, you hurt hey, your back doing that. I, I admit my fault. I, I, oh, I I'm transparent, baby. So my last point about ADHD is... I hate your face right now. <laughs> just looking at you makes me angry. Is that it has helped me be a more confident person. Because... I know that, you know, those things, well, the, some of my symptoms are the best parts about me. It, there are some of the yeah. things that you love the most. There's some of the things that people love the most. And they're the things that I love the most too. And so being able to realize that helped me a lot with my self-esteem because I struggled with self-esteem severely, severely oh, as a definitely. kid. And, and that wasn't just ability level, but that was also like body image. And all of that was tied into it. That's another big factor of kids and adults with ADHD is sometimes, you know, they struggle with anxiety and depression and, and severe self-esteem issues because they don't understand their feelings. And so you're just constantly told that you're this and you're that and you're this and you don't feel that way. And it really makes you doubt yourself. So by going to a doctor, by reading up on stuff, that has helped me with my confidence level a lot. I'm glad because I've always thought you're amazing. Yeah, and you. Can I love say, those parts of your personality. I my confidence is way up than it no, ever but, was. But even like when you take medication and the times like when it was when you're like you felt like you weren't the same person. Like I recognize that you yeah. you kind of weren't acting the same person. Right. This time it's been different because like yeah. we still have fun and because you were less fun. Yes. Before. If I take if I take a higher dose, I'm a less fun person. You're just like I'm very you're monotone. like me. You're Captain Serious all the time, right? I'm like, terrible. I'm not, I'm not I don't fun. know how you live that way. Right. I'm not fun. You're no. the fun part of our relationship. Right. I'm like I I can't carry this. I can't no. carry the fun flag. I can't. No. So when I I see those parts of you, like I love those parts. Right. But they're the good parts. Other stuff comes with it. But it's like yeah, we gotta navigate this shit together and and right and help each other out. And I think that over the past couple of years, we both have come to understand each other a little bit and how to navigate this. 
I think it's gotten better. We well, still have challenges. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I still I still struggle with it every people. single day. And a big thing for me was going, you know, it took me 20... I've had it for 27 years. I'm not going to turn it off in... 30? In five. You said 27 years. Well, I'm saying that's when I... Oh. Okay. <laughs> I know how old I am. Thank you. Dick. Anyways, so final thought for ADHD is if you have it or you think you have it, for sure talk to your doctor because I guarantee you it's fucking up your marriage if you have it, it's undiagnosed. But also don't be ashamed about it. Don't be ashamed. And seriously, do your spouse a favor literally go get get looked at for me being a having the understanding helped me out a lot yeah because i was hard on you in some areas very hard very hard on you yeah and looking back like i that's what i say when i had said i, I feel like i had to say an apology it's going yeah. was going like i should not that was not right i should never be that hard on 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 you right but i was just i could not i was flabbergasted of, of, on some right. things and i like saying it's not my fault and things like, you know, yeah, that didn't like make sense. I don't, I don't know. It didn't right. make sense. It was literally crazy to me. Yeah. But so don't like, I originally I was kind of a, I felt ashamed of having to go on medication, but the way that I look at it and the way that I tell other people is that if you were born with diabetes and you had to be on insulin, you would not be ashamed of your insulin. Well, you you, be, you yeah. wouldn't be, but for the most part you aren't. I mean, it's just, that's part of your life. It's just something that you take. It's not, it doesn't mean that you're less of a person. It doesn't mean that you're inadequate. You were born this way. You didn't do anything to create this issue. And so there isn't any shame or, you know, any downside to trying to fix it. That's my, that would be my last thing. All right. Cool. Segment time. Segment time. coming to the stage ladies is urban dictionary we're putting the dick back in dictionary welcome to urban dictionary corner oh my gosh it's my favorite i want to do a strip club announcer voice oh it's so bad we're so gross all right so uh urban dictionary corner um today we're gonna tell you about the wait hold on The Philadelphia dump truck. <laughs> the Philadelphia d- dump truck? Dump truck, yes. <laughs> Apparently this was referenced in Two and a Half Men. Um, but I guess so. The Philadelphia dump truck, a.k.a. the dump truck, is when a man straddles over a woman's back and puts down a little DNA walking backwards. Beep, 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 beep. I feel like <laughs> the backup noise <laughs> is the most important part. <laughs> Well, it's hard to walk on a mattress, so you got to go slow. I don't quite understand the logistics of. Do you want me to explain it to you? This one, no. You can show me later. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I don't want you. I'm a visual learner, so I'm just going to need you to I'll, instruct I'll give it. A visual presentation later. But I like how it. Um, some of the Urban Dictionary ones we look up and read are so fucking foul. Oh, we refuse to repeat them. But then you have ones like this where it says puts down a little DNA. Like the one I read before this was talking about shit on a stick, and like puts down DNA. Like you're not even just gonna say come on our back. The just yeah. the the moral compass of Urban Dictionary <laughs> is askew. <laughs> there's not a moral compass. Right. It's it's like one of those compasses that they just, just spin. spin. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Well, it's a lot thanks, of fun. Thanks for coming to my like thanks imagine for, if a thanks porn Thanks for coming to Urban Dictionary. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming. 
It's like if the porn shop had like a reading corner. You know how like libraries, they'll have like Saturday reading, we- you know, reading time. And like one person shows up and like reads a book yeah. to kids. I feel that's what I view Urban Dictionary Corner as, but like in the back of a windowless warehouse that sells sex toys. So, so I always thought, what? Why would we do Urban Urban Dictionary Corner? And this is why: is we we just want everyone to know that there are people out there more fucked up than you. These yeah. people are more fucked up than you. This is just to make you feel better. This so is me, yeah, true. I mean, if. Uh, Maybe and we'll maybe have to put some a ideas. Poll. Maybe if we get lucky, <laughs> we're some trying to ideas. spice up. You're trying to spice up your sex life. <laughs> Who knows? We, two birds, one stone. We're always trying to bring value. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> two birds, one cup. Like whatever. I don't two know. birds, Whatever's one cup. Whatever. Say. Whatever you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. Okay. Are we? Urban, are we done? Ur- I got to do the, out, the outro. Urban. Dictionary. Gosh, you should. Moon, All right, that's it. You should moonland as a sex operator. I really you should. Could, you could solve I, our financial problems. I don't know why I can do that deep voice. I, I mean, I think I have a little bit of deeper voice, but it works. Works for that. I mean, if we were into role play, I would totally ask for that. But if for, I could stay serious for more than 0.5 seconds, I'd be totally down for a role play. But I, I think it's too fucking funny. I can't not see you, how hilarious it is. Yeah, hilarious it is. Like you, you could not do role, role play. Absolutely not. As a person, no. no. Like I'll dress up and stuff. I like think, I'll put on I outfits. Think I, could, I think I could do it for a compliment. Like you could do it for a lifetime. Are you kidding? I, I you one hundred percent could call me a different name, and have me call you. You know, I don't know. Chuck Diamond Head, whatever the fuck your stupid name would be. Oh, it's... Professor. Kensington, oh, whatever you would want to do. We should do our porn name. What's the porn name? Is it like the street you grew up on and something else? What I heard is, and I have this one's great, is the street you grew up on yeah. and your first pet is your oh, porn that, name. Oh no, but the first pet's name is first. Your it's your it's your first pet. Yeah, it's your it's and your then first the it's, you grew it's up the name on. of your, your pet and then the, the, the street you grew up on. Because mine is Missy Winston. <laughs> Missy Winston. <laughs> Coming to the stage. Coming to the stage, Missy get your dollar bills Winston. out. <laughs> My, you know what mine is? Um, it's something Diamond oh, it's, Head. It's Prince Diamond Head. That's what it is. That's what it That's is. That's a fucking great Prince Diamond Head's a good one. That's a great porn name. I like Missy Winston. I feel like it's Missy, very wholesome. I mean, it's Girl Next Door. Yeah, it's like Midwest. Came to went to L.A. Yeah, you know, lost her life. It's cool. Well, no, I feel like, like it's <laughs> it's like the it's like the lady version, but of a girl who squirts. Misty. <laughs> <laughs> You got a mister out there that's got I mean, a UTI? Why not? What the fuck? Shouldn't be doing <laughs> it's that. clogged. Shouldn't be doing well, that. Before kids, I peed in like a stream, and now when I do, it's like a clogged shower head. That's where you got your mister. Oh, God. This went down <laughs> That's from This Is 40. It's my favorite fucking line. Oh. Yeah. Now it's like a fire hydrant down there. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about your stupid depression. <laughs> fuck. Is that what we're doing now? That's what we're doing now. We're straight, straight segue into <clears throat> why you're sad. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. told you I was going to go fucking hard. Okay. Well, damn. This is the only way so, I can handle talking about it. I'm just kidding. I'm very supportive. Yeah. So I had, you know, de- some depression in my life. Mm-hmm. I used to think it was an excuse. I, I w- in my early twenties, late such teens, a fucking narcissist. Um, I used to, I was like, you're depressed. I was like, fucking do something that makes you happy and get undepressed. Right. Like I was literally, I thought you can just will yourself out of depression. Right. And you still think that 
I don't think I only think that about me, and that's right. that's the fucked up part. But like, because I'm like, I shouldn't feel sad. I should be able to will myself out of this. Like, right. I still have that kind of like uh, expectation of myself. But um, I realize that's stupid now. Um, but in my early twenties and, and growing up, I really had it ingrained in me that like being depressed was like, go outside, get some sunlight, go do the things that make you happy. What do you, what, what, what do you do that makes you happy? Then right. Go do those things. Why do you, why do you say that is ingrained in you? Um, was there like something, was it like verbiage from your parents? Was it? No, I mean, I don't think so, but like, I guess like my, my mom raised me like, we, there was like no excuses. Like we had to get shit done. Like right. performance wise, like, you know, we were putting like dance and theater. Like, you guys didn't so, get mental like, health days. No, but it was like, we, we, I was, I was performing like as a, you know, as a dancer when I was a kid and then theater and stuff. So it was always like Sterling was a ballerina, but yeah. the male version of ballerina. No, <laughs> but, um, he took ballet. He can pirouette like a motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can dance. Um, I know, I like well, I, I don't know if I can still dance, but um, yeah, you yeah. can. So maybe in the, my early in life, like quitting was never an option growing up. So I yeah, think you're I, like real hell bent on not quitting. Yeah, no, I'm all like, no, you're not going to quit. But um, but I kind of took that maybe that mentality and going, hey, in depression, if you're depressed and you're sad and are things that you don't like to do, then stop doing things you don't like to do and fucking do things you like to do and uh-huh. you'll fucking work yourself out. Fucking makes sense to me. But it doesn't. Right. Fu- but and then I yeah two got, plus two equals four right and then I realized how I've struggled with depression for a long time. Um, well, so recently you had a pretty bad bout with depression, but that wasn't the first time you were ever depressed, right? No, 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 no. And 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 we'll dabble in this in the next episode. Um, but there's some uh, things that we have happened when we were first separated that uh-huh. um, I went and I sought sought some therapy. Yeah. And I, and I, um, I talked to my therapist about some things that happened in my childhood and, and he really kind of talked to me about depression for the first time. Really? It's, yeah. That was then he was like, he goes, I think you've been battling depression for a long time that you just, you never really um, realized. And I was like, okay. Part of me, my pride, pride side was like, like bullshit. Like, I'm not fucking depressed. I'm not a pussy. I, I ain't no bitch. <laughs> I, I ain't no I, bitch. I ain't one of them fuck? depressed city bitches. But yeah, he, he, you know, said, have you ever thought about depression? And then he asked me, like, if I wanted to go on meds and things like that. And I was like, I, and I'm not on medication for, for depression or anything. But mm-hmm. I kind of was like, no. And that's still, still part of me. It's like, I would like to do this on my own if I can. I want to, like, like explore all options before I do any medication. Mm-hmm. But it started to make a lot of sense of uh, how I handled things right. with my depression. It was like, I would just, ultimately what I was doing is, I was putting on a self, a fake self-confidence and a fake sense of just, I have everything under control uh-huh. when really w- what I was doing is just, it was arrogance and I was just brushing everything under the rug like for years, which is so absurd to me because but you I, but for years have accused me of brushing things under the rug. Here's, but here, here's, here's, I don't I'm, I knew you were gonna say this is <laughs> one of the, one of the things that I also do is in my personality is I make people feel a lot closer to me than they are because I, I give off transparency. People can know everything about me except for the things I don't really want them to know. And those are the things that I like, I keep close to my chest even with, even for me, even for me, I'm like, 
being depressed or something like that, I just I just push it all down. But I'm open with all these other parts of my life. Yeah. So I'm like, because I'm a transparent person. If I'm struggling with something, like, yeah. But like, we also have said that we we really just like in this podcast, we will only talk about things that we have healed from. Oh, true. No, I'm just saying, just me as a person. Um, but I think that you do that. I think you. I think you only talk about things that they could be current struggles, but they're not open wounds. No, 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 no. This is not an open wound for me. Right now, talking I know. about this. No, I know. Um, that's what that, that's oh, what I just yeah, said. Then I agree with you. Um, <laughs> just agree with me. Damn, damn it. Um, <laughs> where was I going with that? No, I don't know. Are you even listening to yourself? Oh, sh- did you get distracted? You're supposed to be listening to me. I'm not. I never do. Okay. Um, <laughs> my headphones aren't even plugged in right now. I don't even know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Captain coughs a lot. Finish your fucking thought, dude. What were you going to say? I was... You hide things. You're a very transparent person. Oh, you tell everybody everything. It was like, oh, I'll, I'll just admit, like, people are like, wow, because you're a very closed off person. You're the opposite. Like, you don't want to tell anybody. I am anybody. very closed I'll off. I'll tell people about fucking everything. It's awful. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's almost a, like a false sense of security, or I mean, that's a bad way of saying it. It's a like a defense because I'm like... Oh, I'll be transparent here so you don't notice anything over here, which is my depression and the things I struggle with and the things you're not going to ask about. So I, I open, I give you, give you all this other information. Is this and because you used to perform in magic shows as a kid? <laughs> the art yep. of distraction? It is the art of distraction. <laughs> hey, you know what, motherfucker? Sterling was in magic shows. I was. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh my God, I can't breathe. I hate you sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was too good. I'm sorry. No, I, I performed on the Las Vegas Strip. I was in a You're show. A stripper, I know. I was on the sh- not a strip. <laughs> I was on the show in Las Vegas Strip at the O'Shea's Casino. Mm-hmm. But saying that with my depression, it's like growing, uh, like as I've aged, I mm-hmm. used to think that me being transparent with all these other things meant that, I, like, oh, I was really open. But mm-hmm. ultimately, I was just compartmentalizing myself and going, I'm gonna hide. I'm gonna put the things that feel the ickiest away and then mm-hmm. just ignore them. And that's what I did for years is just ignore them. Which um, is funny because we've talked about compa- between us. We've talked about compartmentalizing a lot. I can do it and you no, I kind of can't. I, typically, I know I, I typically can with everything except for this area in my life. And until um, huh. I've gone through this is, is opening this box up and going, Hey, like, like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta oh, deal yeah, with this. You and your boxes. Yeah, no, I have to open up boxes at a time. Like that's, yep. it's, I can't have ten. The open boxes at a time. can't touch. So it, then, like looking back on it, like after all through a childhood, that's what I did. Like I would blow up every six months. I would like have an emotional breakdown, and then I'd be yeah. like, "Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd be good for another year and a half or six months." Or and it would because I would I would hide all this stuff. <sighs> I need a beer. Um, and ultimately, so my early thoughts of depression was: I thought you just could will yourself out of it. You know, yeah, just, just do ha- happy shit. Right. Um, but now going through therapy and stuff, it's been a very, I don't know, I've very much enjoyed it, um, discovering like how to just admit that, it's, oh, it's okay. I can be depressed. I can be sad. And right. it's okay to be that way. When before I thought that it wasn't okay to be that way. I was like. Just feeling that way wasn't Just feeling okay. that way wasn't okay. I had to do something um, to not feel that way. Mm-hmm. And there's other things that we'll talk about later that tie into that. Because if you don't feel good, you need like. Make a fix for it, right? Yeah. See a doctor. Well, see a doctor. Like, 
uh, cheer up, go do something that makes you happy. That like it doesn't oh, always I have to be a saying. pill. It doesn't always have to be that. But um, one thing I did um, is therapy is being able to talk about it helped out a lot for me. Like something I, I just want like men to know is that going and talking to someone is is it's not a weakness. It's not it's it's something that being able to talk to someone who's objective, who doesn't have an opinion, who doesn't have really has no no skin in the game for me was tremendous and, well, to, and to be honest back with me because i can take criticism i can because i want them to look back and go is my because i'm a logical person I, at least i think i am mm. so i'm like hey if i'm not thinking in a proper way like right. sh- say it back to me in a different way or like make it make sense for me yeah and just going through that the therapy sessions helped helped me out a lot just mm. talking back and forth let's say in talking but um i couldn't be the person that you talked to we were, t- we, you and I were talking about that recently that I can't be the person that you go and just talk to. Right. There's well, a specific, like, I think well, some couples can, I think some couples can do that. Yeah. And I for th- us, we can't, I we, just, I, I'm not yeah, that was, type of person. And that's been a, I think a really big struggle for both of us is because I think you want to talk to me about it, but it's just. It, it, I feel like it's always, not always a train wreck. It's getting better, but previously um, it would just be a big train wreck because then my feelings would get hurt and I, it would turn into, yeah, I'm sad. And then we, I would want to talk about it and things didn't go right way. And then it, it ended up your feelings being hurt. Yeah. I'm having to apologize. And the conversation started out with me being sad. And you all know I'm trying to talk about my feelings and I'm like, and I'm like, well now we that have just shot about myself in the fucking foot. Yeah. Like, that was terrible. Yeah. And it was so frustrating. Terrible for both of us. But no, there were times where the, there I wanted you to pursue me emotionally. Just ask me questions. I wanted yeah. you to, um, because being in a, like, and I'm not always depressed. And that's the thing about depression. I think that is, um, that it comes in waves. It comes in times when mm-hmm. you're not ready. It comes in times when you're really happy. And then all of a sudden you feel a certain way and you don't know. And you're like, I don't know why I feel this way or Something something triggered something today. It could have been a, a comment. It could have been a, something you saw. It could have be could be the way your boss treated you or the way an employee treated you um, that triggers something that mm-hmm. changes your whole fucking day. See what's tough? And I have zero understanding of depression. Zero. Like I I don't I don't resonate with anything about it. I don't. There's not one part of me that can be like, oh okay. I genuinely don't get it, and yeah. I and I think that it's that sucks. Just like you, you know, with but, my but that's ADHD. That's what I'm trying to say. Like sometimes I don't even understand it. So like things that will trigger it. If I come home sad or if I come home and I'm just like down, like you'll ask me. But part of me wants you to prod. I want you to like ask me questions. I want you to insane to me and. Y- you're like you incapable me- of doing that. Like no, it's- no, 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 no. Okay, hold on. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not incapable of doing it. It's what, so. And this is where. So this is a big area of um, how depression has affected our marriage. Is that I genuinely would try, and he'd be like, "Ask me how I'm doing. Ask me how I'm feeling." So right. then sometimes I would, or when I would, not all the time, but there would be times where I'd be like, "Hey, how are you feeling?" He'd be all fine. Okay. And I would ask you maybe twice and you'd be like, no, yeah, I'm good. Like today is a good day. I'm fine. But then a week later we would have a fight and I would find out that, oh, well, I just, I didn't ask the right question. I should have asked it right. more no, no, than no. one time. And I'll agree. Like, that's not fair of me to add. I'm just telling you what, the way I feel like this is what, yeah. what I wanted though. Is like, in my just, in my mind, I'm going, 
The lady at the corner store asked me the same questions. She asked me how my day was. She asked me how how am I doing? How's work going? Yes, but she asked my me thing the is, same thing. Why don't you just offer up the information? Right. Okay. So, he, but why do but, you got to be like a sweater? I'm trying to fucking because, unravel one thread at a time. Just fucking tell me. I asked you. Because having to say, "Hey, I feel terrible right now," is feels like a defeat. It feels like yeah. it feels like I'm giving up. Like if I just have to come come to you and say, "Oh, hey, I, I'm having a really bad day today," mm-hmm. like. It feels it almost for me. It feels pathetic. Like Aww. I have this. I'm taking a step down and going, ugh. Like I'm word. I'm struggling with this depression. I no. I don't think it's pathetic, but it makes me feel pathetic. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think it. Think it. Like that's insane. It's it's not like you should be able to openly talk about your feelings. But that's not the way I feel. I still I still feel pathetic. Right. When I talk about this, because I still have some unrealistic unrealistic expectations of myself on how to deal with depression you do you, you've you've gotten I'm a working, lot better I'm about working on it but I'm, I'm just, i still have them i'm just gonna be honest with well you. no i think you in reference to expectations you've balanced your expectations of other people a lot but right. for whatever reason i feel like you have not made a ton of of uh progress with the expectations that you hold for yourself and that's difficult because there's nothing i can do to help you with those like if you no. don't meet an expectation of you, uh, there is literally nothing I can do to quell that in you. Ever. No, there's not. There's not. There really isn't. Yeah. And and it's something I'm working on, but at the same yeah. time, I'm like this. This is how I'm fucking wired. Like I right. I hold myself to a, a really high standard, and I disappoint myself sometimes, and it's it's terrible. Well, and it's hard as a wife um, to watch you do that. It feels it makes me feel so helpless because there's. Like, not only is there nothing I can do, but you do it to yourself. It's not even like something that somebody else does. Right. And you can, you can give me a bunch of words of affirmation, encouragement, and I'll be like, yes, I'll be like, yeah, 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 whatever. And they don't even, right. No. And, and it, and it doesn't matter, but that's just a side issue. I think it has to yeah, do no, with it's just, depression it's, and the, the stuff I'm dealing with. Yeah. But as the, as the, you know, the person who doesn't have depression trying to be there for you, like it it's just hard it depression has been there's been very hard well really i feel like it didn't really affect us negatively until this year no it has it has it just hasn't been as maybe just not to the degree i mean it hasn't been it just hasn't been identified but it's it's shown up and just been in different ways yeah yeah um because like the one way is i've always wanted you to pursue me emotionally because in in our relationship i'm the one who we when we settle fights, I'm the one who comes to you to settle no. fights. Mm. Oh no, I'm the one who has to ask you. But like when we talk about feelings from the get go, like I'm more open about our feelings, talking about how things make us feel. Getting, I'm always pushing that conversation. There's no question here. There's no even not always because I've gotten much better about it. Gotten much better compared to 17 years of being with you still is like 93% versus Absolutely 7%. Not. No, that is not true. That is not true because I'm very open with my feelings now. You know how I'm feeling all the time. I I'm don't ever, say, I don't ever for the, say I'm fine. I don't ever say I'm good when I'm not. I tell you exactly how I feel. I'm over. Yeah. You've been doing good for like, uh, like the last five years, like 16 months is cool. But <gasps> yeah. You let's be honest. Know, what? I am being honest. Whatever. You no. Sometimes I feel like we're married to different people for real like um, the like the husband that i know is not the person that you know <laughs> right you should write that Keep down real. um <laughs> but wanting you to pursue me like emotionally right. um is not just like asking questions oh how are you doing but like hey are you feeling depressed today are you happy like like questions that really like 
fuck you up. Like I like those deep, deep emotional conversations. Ugh. You don't like those con- those conversations. That's they just more don't what come- they mean. Well, and yeah, no, that's fair. I'm and saying, they don't- you, but do you enjoy them? No. Do you find any enjoyment, satisfaction in them whatsoever? Or would you rather run away, put your head on a train track, and let it run run you over? Here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. I don't. They don't come naturally to me. I'm getting much better at not. Um, don't get me wrong. I don't enjoy them because those are usually semi painful conversations. But I don't run from them like I used to. Yes, but I agree with that because you used to just. Run I used from to them. literally run. That from was them. very defeating for me. But that was an ADHD symptom. Oh, true. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm saying it's like I, I couldn't help it. I was like, I shut down. I'm like, I overwhelmed. This is too much going on. But um, for me, it just it doesn't come naturally. And so it's something that I have to. Like, if it's not in the forefront of my mind, it'll just disappear. Right. Because it's not something that comes naturally to me. And it doesn't come naturally to me because I don't benefit from those conversations. I don't ever want to have those conversations for myself. Exactly. I, I get you. I, all of my, like, if I'm feeling upset or, or anxious or whatever, all of those emotions are processed by myself in my head. Right. And I can... Um, I, I like to talk to my emotions. Yeah. We've talked I about can't. this before in our fighting thing episode. That's why I li- want you to ask me questions. I want you to talk me through this. Because you don't work it out until you say it out loud. Exactly. And I'm so the I, exact want, I want to talk through it. And, yeah. And so. This one dynamic but, has caused a lot of problems. Right. And I, I, don't, I don't think we're until, so different. Until the past year or so, and it still comes up. Like, it's we've not mastered this, but um, some of the best things I've chosen to do is. And this thing is like, for me, I had to like kind of step outside. It's just admit to you I'm, I'm having a bad day. Like right. I'll, I'll come to you and go, I don't know why, but I'm feeling fucking sad today. And, yeah. and I don't, or I feel defeated or I feel discouraged. Mm-hmm. And I'll just come to you and, and just say it. Yeah. For me, that goes so against the grain of who I am. Like it, it's right. hurtful for me to come say that to you. Like it mm-hmm. fucking hurts to say that to you. But it has been the best decision I've ever made in my life to make it a point to come say it to you. Yeah. Because every single time I've said it to you, you haven't failed me. Oh, God. I was just going to say, no, like, you I haven't failed like me one time. No. Because, because, I'm you, surprised. And this should go back to our expectations and um, disappointments. Disappointments is when I expected it, you disappointed me. Oh, when, very good. Uh huh. When I didn't, you fucking blew it out of the water. Oh, God bless you give America. Me a hug, Do something, right? You give me kisses. You fucking adore me. You tote on me. Yeah. Whenever I tell you. So I, I took a step of faith and you fucking knocked it out of the water. Oh, God. And we've been that's doing good this for the, well, for the past like, <laughs> like eight like, weeks. Like, no, it hasn't no, even no, been no, that long. No, no. It's been for like the past like eight months. Like, we, I've, no, been, yeah. I've been practicing yeah. it. Yes. I've been practicing like when I feel sad or whenever I feel like um, a sense of like, anxiety or hopelessness or Mm -hmm. or feeling down or whatever it is Mm -hmm. i'll just say it to you and every single time you knock out so now i'm more comfortable coming to you and just saying hey i'm having a really rough day Mm -hmm. like i need some grace i need some love and Mm -hmm. and you you're i can see it in your eyes you're like boom i need to focus on them and you do it yeah when because because you you love me but when i right i want to be there for you but if i sit here and i don't tell you and i just expect things out of you and you don't do them, then I'm disappointed. Yeah, then I'm like, that's what the fucking fuck insane. Did I right? do? It like, is. Oh, it's insane for sure. A lot of it's insane. Right. So part of my depression part, I just kind of step out of myself and go, hey, I need to have an active role in this in our relationship. And go, hey, I'm just gonna t- take a leap of faith and go. I'm just gonna tell you when I feel this way. Yeah. Well, and, and, both and of I these... don't know what's gonna happen. I really, the first time I had told you, I didn't yeah. know what was gonna happen. I was like, 
if I get ignored, fuck, that's gonna that's suck. Fu- yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I would have just said, God, I'm "Hey, I'm so glad that wasn't a time I ignored you." <laughs> was it one of the times? How many times you've ignored me? I'm, I'm just, like, I'm just saying. You I, actively I, ignored me? No, no. That's the <laughs> thing. I don't actively ignore you. I can't actively ignore you. But um, like, I'm just thankful that yeah, it it was it wasn't a thing that just slipped under my radar because sometimes they do right but they I think genuinely was, do and i'm just like fuck but i think it was just a testament of the fact that we we came together in this area of depression of, yes. like about eight months ago and we were like because hey, you came to we were fighting we were crying you were like i need to understand this and i oh, said dude i and, about pulled the I, plug i was i was and i, I said, had, had it and i was like fine i'll just fucking tell you whenever i feel this way Yes. And that's what, and we came to this agreement. And I was like, shit, that's all I'm fucking asking is just but open your goddamn it, mouth like a grown up so and tell me. But it went so against the migraine. It yeah. went so, it, it still goes against the grain. But. Well, and just. The, the only thing is like, if someone's struggling with depression and they, they go against the grain and just vomit on the other person or yeah. tell that like, if it's not reciprocated, be careful because I was scared as fuck to say it the first time. Yeah. Would, because if it didn't, if you were just like, oh, well, and just like shrugged it off. Right. Right. I, I like that, that that would be like that, even more hurtful. Terrible. Not that mm-hmm. it's your like necessarily your fault, because I think that my depression is my responsibility. Like, mm-hmm. and and I've I've been to therapy for it. I've been to therapy this year about it. Like, there's mm-hmm. other things that've been going on in our life. I'm I'm all for therapy and going to talking to people about it. Yeah, you don't like talking to people about it. I, Everybody I don't. And and people, it's okay to deal with the things that you deal with in your own way. If you like to internalize it and think and process it through, cool. Well, this thing you used to shame me really bad about not liking therapy or going to therapy, but I genuinely feel like I'm one of the people, well, maybe one of the only people, or there's a certain personality type that doesn't benefit from therapy. Therapy to me sounds like my worst nightmare. I really can't think of anything worse than like tell you know divulging all of my personal secrets to a complete stranger that does not sound relieving that does not sound to me that is very privileged information oh i love it i'm like i don't and that's why we I'm we've like, been you're to couple shit today my my man no that to me yeah. it just it does not i i literally hate the idea of therapy and we we've like, been to my therapist is gonna need a therapist after today seriously that's, that's my goal every time that's your goal you know, I'm really fuck them up. They're for sure gonna need a few drinks after I'm gonna this. Go episode. back to four years old. Yeah. No, I just October '87. I don't know. For me, it's like the way that I feel and the way that I process my emotions are very, very personal. And I'm not clo- I'm not truly close to a lot of people because, to me, those things are privileged information. You, you just you have to like you are privy to pretty much all of those things but I don't open up to other people like I don't open up to girlfriends I don't I'm just very guarded and I le- but like I like it that way and yeah. I don't think it hasn't caused any issues but I open up to my I'll, I open up I open up to everybody though which I'm we're the opposite right. there because I'll I'll tell my other guy friends I, I yeah but this. see sometimes though you'll you'll tell other people stuff that you won't tell me like what um it, it's that's Nah, I would there's say not really much, not well, much. But another, another thing that like we we're not we're not going to be able to talk about it too much is one of the things I just started recently in talking about depression is I have low T, low testosterone. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I just started with um, testosterone injections. And uh-huh. um, do you feel like that's I helped? Feel your... amazing. Do you think it it's feel... helped the depression? A hundred. Oh, yes. Really? Oh my gosh, yes. But this has only been you know third week. So I, yeah. I don't want to give like a, I'm not giving a full testimony on this, you know? No, I mean, but I mean, but this is those, 
the issues that we've dealt with, but the low T thing too could also be an ex- explanation over the past couple of years. Like what's right. Why you know, you've had like a slow I've, decline. Like why I've felt more depressed because I felt more depressed in the past seven to eight years than I did ever before then. Yeah. Um, there's, and there's a big thing and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person. This is probably like textbook information, but being married to someone who's depressed feels like it makes me feel like a failure and don't get me wrong. Both of us very much are, are on the, or agree with you are responsible for your own happiness. Like it is not your spouse's job to make you happy. And if you think it is, you're going to fucking fail. Like you're going to, they're going to fail. They're going to fail because every time you're sad, you're going to blame them. Everybody's a failure. Everybody's a failure. We we mess up. We fuck up. Yeah. You can't set someone on a pedestal. But especially like in this, because in the beginning of this year, you were really, really depressed oh, for very. I was months straight. Th- you didn't have lo- a good day. The lowest lowest part of my life. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have a good day for like six months. That was, not only was it hard for me, but it was, it made me angry. It, it made me, it made me very angry. And I think that that. But angry at me? Um, Kind of. For what? Not angry at you like you had done something wrong, but m- more of just like a, I, I don't understand and like. Because I don't understand, I, I can't even begin to help you. And you weren't doing anything to help you, but you were taking it all out on me. And then everything was my fault. And then you were bringing up stuff from our past. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, if if this right. is the problem, like, you need to fix this. I can't. Like, you have to fix this. And I understand that sometimes you can get too low to even think about fixing it. You know what I mean? Just calling and making an appointment to talk to a therapist can be a lot. Oh, yeah. No, this year you called and made my first appointment. Well, I gave you the ultimatum that you had to go. Kind of. Well, it wasn't an ultimatum, but it was like... Not an ultimatum, but it was a... I was putting my foot down. I was like, I can't do this. If you're... Like, if you need to be doing something to fix this, because then it was getting to the point where it was too hard. We had the biggest fight almost that we've ever had in April. Right. And... But the same... Like, you weren't talking to me about it, about these things. I needed someone else to go talk to about this. Right. In our marriage, it doesn't work for you to talk to me about this stuff. Well, I just, I just don't, I mean, I think that I can kind of, I just, I can't fill that hole. No. And that, I can't that's something like, fill I think that, that role. Like, like I held on to that expectation for a long time because I wanted you to have that role. Right. I, part of me wants you to have that role. And for me, it was like admitting that you, you don't have that role. Like, right. And, not until really this year did I realize that you're not going to have that role. There will be times where I need to go and talk to people or go talk to someone in, in therapy and, and talk things out. Yeah. And it's not you. No. Um, and, and I guess I held this thoughts of grandeur that like, that should be your spouse. That right. it should be, that it ought to be this way. Right. Because that's the expectations. It's, oh, it's me with my high expectations. <laughs> but I thought that you ought to be the person I go talk to. You're yeah. A, you're a woman. Women love to talk about their emotions. Women love to like have oh, a barf. Right. So I have that in my head. Yeah. Now I think that we have a better understanding of going, Hey, I go, it took me a couple of weeks talking to her. It was awesome. Well, and too, and you it, like it, it, it relieved something in me, like just being able to go talk to someone. And it was like, I can go talk to my buddies and shit about it, but it's not the same. Yeah. Like going to a third for me, going to a, um, someone who has no opinion and just literally I can tell them anything. And I'm like, I can be completely honest. If you, they can judge me and tell me their whole opinion. Yeah. And some, some, some therapists are, this lady was like, you're really self-aware. And I was like, I do think they were both very self-aware. And she was like, 
do you really need therapy? I was like, I just need someone to talk to. <laughs> like, Dude, swear to God, when you came up from your appointment and she was like, yeah, she said that I don't even need therapy. I almost threw a chair through the roof. No, but it was just someone I've to talk to. I've never like, been so mad in my life. But I was like, yeah, he needs therapy. I don't, I don't want to do her a disservice don't because she's that. a sweet lady. But she w- talked back to me. It wasn't about what I said. It was sometimes yeah. about the questions she asked me. Mm-hmm. Well, what if your wife is saying this? What, hey, what, what about this? Wait, what did she say about me? What did she ask you about me? No, it's conf- patient. Oh, Doctor I'm sorry. Confidel- nope. You don't. Nope. 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 HIPAA does not apply here. Mm-mm. Fuck nope. you. Nope. You don't get <gasps> Will you really not tell me some things from your therapy sessions? If you want, is that like a you, thing? If you want to talk to me, you talk to me. I, I go oh. talk to them. No, I want to know what they no, said on my. Bullshit. I, I, I want to know what they said on my behalf. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say it on your behalf. They just, you know, just just gave maybe me go some... easy on your wife. Exactly. Okay, that's all I need to know. Hey, no, that it, did it one of your. You. One of your in a previous therapy session, I think not when every- we separated someone. Um, one therapist told you this. I don't know if it was or the or part of the group, but they one person said something to you about being hard on me, and you told me about it later, and I legit cried. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. No, that, now that, I don't that remember the, what that was, it was. That was the though. group I was part of, but we'll talk about that next episode. Um, oh okay. Uh, but no, this. The people talking back, like the therapist talking back to me is like, it was just, uh, it's, it's refreshing to just hear someone yeah, have an opinion about a situation that you, that is a very private situation right? between husband and wife and having a third party and just being, they can just be on And not every therapist is right. Like, dude, some therapists are, are not like, they don't care. They're not going to like, and maybe they don't have the right training, but sometimes you go, you've got to find someone that you can talk to and like be comfortable with. Yeah. I'm very For, pro- fortunately. I'm comfortable talking with pretty much everybody. With anybody, yeah, anybody who will listen. And I'm like, you'll listen. Or I'm very pro you therapy. You just don't want to listen to me. I'm very pro therapy to everyone. I just don't know what to do with your information. <laughs> you're like, I'll listen to it. Like, like I'll listen to you, and I'm like, I don't understand what you want me to do. Because like, if you're gonna sit here and yeah, complain, how many times have you said just just tell me what I got to do, I'll do it. I'm like, oh my no, god, not the fucking. Oh my god, no, I, no, one no. million times. You're like, why do you say that? I fucking hate that. Just tell me what to do. Okay, I'll just fucking. Because fuck a robot from the, for the rest of my life. Can't no, wait till AI no, up. but you, d- okay, listen, it'd be so fucking simple. You also, I wish you were simple. You would complain. A lot of your talking about your feelings would be complaining about me. And so I'd be like, okay, are we venting here? Or are you trying to tell me to change my oh. behavior? Cause I don't, cause then I get defensive and well, then you're don't like, be well, defensive. you said, listen, why you gotta be so defensive? Why? Because if you're going to attack me, go I'm going to fucking defend myself. That's why I go talk to therapists. Good. Talk to them. No, I'm very pro-therapy. And um, they validate me. They're like, yeah, just divorce that bitch. Just kidding. You lie. <laughs> you lie. Not one person has ever said that. <laughs> well, uh, not I any therapist. Not any. Really? Has a therapist <laughs> ever told you to leave me? Uh, yeah. Really? Well, yeah. No, no. Like uh, years ago? Yeah. Ew. Like, like, as an option. You're not yeah. allowed to see them. You're not allowed to go back to them. <laughs> as an option? Dude, see, fuck therapist, man. No, not a chance. No, I'm not going back. I'll never go they're back. They're like, hey, you don't have to stay. I right? won't never go back. But if you want to go to a couple therapy, I'll go. We should I, talk about therapy <laughs> in an episode. That, therapy that in was general. Painful. Yeah, we did. We went to we. How many times did we go? Three or four? Three, not more than four. Not more than that's, three. Well, that's why I just said three or four. But I agreed to go. Maybe two. I agreed to go. And all of the After sessions, how many years of asking? Yes. Okay. But well, and years what, of asking. Years of asking. And then what did what finally happened in therapy? 
the th- couple sessions that we went to, the entire session was you literally talking about how terrible I was. That was the entire session. And then Mr. I bury things and, and put them under the rug until I blow up. Later, we'd be trying to talk through our therapy session and then it would like something else would come up. And then the whole therapy session had had not been about what the real issue was. So the little bit of experience we have for that I have with couples therapy was fucking terrible because it was like a roast session for me. And I would just sit on the couch like, first of all, bitch, I don't want to be here. I think this is stupid. And then all I have to do is is listen to my husband tell somebody else how awful I am. And then it ended up not even being the issue. <laughs> that was our entire experience with couples therapy. I was like, um, I don't need to be here. We're here for him. So I don't know what you guys want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's not the fucking truth. Yes, it is. No, what What is untrue? What was untrue about anything I just said? Because it, it wasn't about just, just one thing. Like, No, it, I'm just it, saying. It had to be. The issues... That, You're fucking simplifying it, no, is well, what I'm saying. Well, I'm saying in relation to just the sessions. The real issues we were having were never discussed in the therapy sessions. A lot of the things we dis- discussed in the actual um, sessions... Yeah, and I'll, I'll admit this, is that when, by the time we got to... When, by the time we did couples therapy, I was fucking pissed. So, like, yeah. I was mad. I was... Yeah. So, it was like... And, and that's what the I'm thing just with therapy is like you have to recognize that like the state of mind you have. Yeah. They weren't the best of experience in our couples therapy, but I was fucking pissed. But this is literally after six years of asking for couples therapy. And then the one then it was like, and we'll get to get to this next episode, was why were we in couples therapy at this time? And like this was the last time we were facing separation. Mm-hmm. And um there was a lot of issues going on and I I was at my wits end. Mm-hmm. I was fucking done. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it just didn't, it didn't go well. And there was other issues under other I mean, underlying ultimately, issues ultimately going into that couple's therapy, but it, it brought up the underlying issue, which it was important. Right. No, it actually, it was beneficial in the end, but to say it was like, Oh, just one thing is kind of, kind of unfair or say that it was just uh, that you're just here for fucking me is kind of unfair. Because we were there, I mean, and we I've been you. asking for a fucking couple therapy for six years. So if you would have given it to me the first first year, it might have might have been a little bit better than no, probably not. It probably wouldn't have been any better because I still. See, but that's why I still think you should go to therapy by yourself. I think you I don't to try need it. to go to therapy. What the, I think you should try it. We will sit there in silence. Like I, there, I don't. There is literally nothing, and I've thought a lot about this. I promise you, I have. I, I, I promise I just, you. This, I disagree with you. I, I have done a lot of self-reflection as to why I'm so opposed to therapy and you know why I don't go or should I go would it be beneficial or like what like why am I so against it personally and and I thought about this a lot and it genuinely is because I like I don't work through things out loud I work through them internally and I don't want to sit there and tell like what I'm just going to talk to a therapist about stuff I've already figured out True and do, and to your defense, like you like to you'll read on things, you'll yes. like you'll study things and stuff like that. So you do definitely internalize things. Well, and that's I'm why I'm a like, talker. I like to talk things out. You're a talker. I don't, I don't even know how I feel about things until I talk about them. It's just and fucking infuriating. Like I think about I think I feel a certain way, and then I start saying them out loud, and I'm like, and then you that's figure kind of it out. Stupid. And I'm like, well, all right, I need here's, to process this this way. And maybe we can end on this. But so like I, 
very much, I very rarely say stuff I don't mean because I'm very, words weigh very heavy for me. And so I don't throw shit out that I don't mean. Um, honestly, rarely, if ever, do I say something right. that I don't mean because I do think a lot about how I feel and, and you know, how I say things and whatever. You are the polar opposite in that you like to work things out externally. And so... Yes, very much so. Very much so. But then a lot of times you say things you don't mean. Yeah, no, and, and that's fucked up. And I cannot... It, that for I'm, me, I'm still working on it. No, like, I I'm know. I'm still working on it, but yeah, I say things I don't mean all the time. Well, and Not like... this. Not all the time. It won't but, be like, fuck you, bitch. No, like, no, no, no. You'll... It, 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 I mean, it can be... In, anything you just yeah. for me in an argument i'll just we didn't and we didn't even figure this out until like two years ago that we had this dynamic of sterling would genuinely say stuff he didn't mean and but then he wouldn't tell me he didn't mean it and i would take it as gospel truth right and there was never any clarification afterwards and so for me like if you you f don't you dare say stuff you don't mean that's why i don't have to apologize for the things that i say very rarely. No, no, no. And, and that's how I process things. And like, I think. Yeah, do that in therapy because I don't want to hear. <laughs> no, and that I'm, shit hurts my feelings. It, <laughs> hey, going to therapy doesn't bother me at all. I fucking loved it. This yeah. last, the last couple sessions I had a couple months ago. And I'm glad that you love it. it I don't want to shit on your therapy. I don't want to shit on, I don't want to shit on anyone's therapy. It's just me personally. And I'm, I'm. I think you should try it. You've never gone to therapy by yourself. I'm just going to try it. It, I think you should try it. I think you should benefit from it. Well, no, here's the thing. For me, the way that I look at it She's as like, as um, detrimental as not going to therapy for you can be or for you is. Is that proper English? Going to therapy literally sounds detrimental to yeah. me. Okay, so still go. No. It's the same thing as like talking about my depression, telling you that I'm sad sounds just as detrimental as, as me admitting What would it. I go it's to so, therapy for? I don't talk through some of your shit. What ADHD, shit do I have to talk about? Your ADHD, anything like that, any of your feelings of, of you disappointing people and failing people with I don't your ADHD. Deal, but I don't feel like that anymore. You just, just brush it off. Don't. No, I don't brush it off. I have, I have settled it. Okay, cool. I don't have very many unsettled or unresolved issues right oh. now because I'm very self-aware. I just think you should go to therapy. Um, I don't need therapy. Uh, we'll yeah, see. I think Freud or someone says that there's like one group of people that could never benefit from therapy. I think it's the Irish, but... <laughs> I'm like 60% <laughs> Irish, so... You need therapy more than anyone I know. I know. Okay, we missed our second segment. It's fine. <laughs> this <laughs> You're so annoyed that we went over, aren't you? Yeah, I'm so annoyed. Are you really? No, not really. Oh, mm, okay. He'll probably hey. tell me the truth <laughs> when we get on. <laughs> Love when you guys. I Thanks for listening. Stop recording. <laughs> um, wait, hold on. So next week is um, episode 10 is our infidelity episode. Um, I next know week you want to hear it. Next week is a couple days. Yeah, not next week. It's in a couple days. Yeah. But, um, releasing Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. We're going to release it this weekend. Yeah. <sighs> not looking forward to recording that, but. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Not really. Mm, yeah, no, it's not. About as fun as this one. About this one was fun. Okay, Until the for end. real. Okay, <laughs> bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a five star review wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Not the Worst Marriage. You can also support the show at um, on Patreon, Not the Worst Marriage. And um, I don't. Know, I think that's. I think that's all I have to say at the end. Anything else you want to add? Since you're over there taking notes, Sterling's looking at me. Oh, oh okay. Thanks. <laughs>